Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, hope you guys had a fantastic Easter. Welcome to, I don't know, is this a holiday or not? I don't even know. It's such a conf- it's such a weird day because you got kids out of school. They're not in school. So then some parents took it off. Like it's just that pocket, I guess. And then, or some people have it off because their work's like, just take it off because it's a weird day. Other people have to work and they, they're forced to figure out a situation for the family and yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And then this was open, but that's closed. But this is on running on holiday hours, but that's fine. It's fucked. <laughs> Why are the federal and and municipal and provincial government offices closed, but most people have to go to work? It, does Jesus only love federal workers and teachers? I, I don't understand. It, it's a strange <laughs> holiday to me. It really is. Anyway, uh, uh, how are you? You ready to go? Good, ready to go. Was the Easter well received by the girls? Did they enjoy chocolate in the morning? Oh yeah, you wouldn't. You would be shocked to know that they quite enjoy Easter. My daughter already, already asked when Easter. When's Easter again? Can we just do an Easter? Why can't we just do this a lot? Next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as well, you know, and that's the thing, right? And then you remember the reason for the season if they go to Catholic school. They're like, oh oh, I guess this has to do with Jesus, right? I'm like, kind of, no, like this part, no, like the chocolate searching thing was never a part of Jesus's story. That we know we, of. But that we know of, but we just kind of made it this way. Can I hide chocolate on you next week? Sure, as long as we use the same chocolate, I'll hide some chocolate eggs for you instead of the Easter bunny. But no, the Easter bunny needs some time off. So the Easter bunny's not coming back. But it was good. I wish, I wished for like better weather. I know, and it's going to be shit today and shit tonight and shit tomorrow. But it's uh, that was the only complaint, really, is the weather. That's it. Coming up on this episode, we're going to take you back one year in time because this is an excellent anniversary here in Ontario. And, and that's going to be great. I hope you can stick around for it. But first, we're going to do a couple of Judge Cat scenarios. Okay, I got the gavel ready to go. Guy on Reddit, very angry. He says he's having a hard time getting over what happened recently when his newborn daughter was born. He was at the hospital, and I'm going to try and get the, the order of events proper here. He says in his post, Dad, that's him, and wife were both in the delivery room after the nurses initially placed the baby on mom's chest. That's what they do after a baby's born. They took it away to be swaddled and cleaned and stuff like that. When they brought the baby back, dad was in the middle of something. So they handed baby to grandma. Her mom was also in the delivery room. And dad's pissed. He said, my mother-in-law is the type to love unconditionally to the highest degree. And I love and respect her for that. As part of our child's birthing experience, my wife had her and me in the delivery room together. 
My wife fought hard during the entire process with me and her mother motivating her, and I held her hand, cheering her on as I witnessed the beautiful moment of my daughter's birth. After cutting the umbilical cord, the nurse placed her into her mother's chest, and then the nurses wiped our new child down and swaddled her, and then handed her to my mother-in-law before I even got a chance to hold her. I'm having a hard time getting over this. I can't bring myself to tell anyone I know that, because quite frankly, it's embarrassing that I feel this way, but I'm very angry that my mother-in-law stole that moment from me. Does he have a right to be angry that the nurses handed the baby to his mother-in-law instead of handing the baby to him? I think he needs to he needs to better clarify who he's angry at here. Are you angry at the nurse that didn't stop and say, wait, we know dad's here. Dad probably even if you're busy doing something for some reason, you're getting washed up after you cut the cord or whatever happened. Are you mad at the nurse? Are you mad at your mother-in-law? Are you mad at your wife for not thinking? First of all, mad at the baby? Hang, yeah, like just whole, going to anybody. I, I I wish that a lot more people would understand what's happening in that moment. It's a lot for everybody. You certainly can't get mad at the woman who just gave birth. She's going through hell and probably was still going through hell, being stitched up in these moments that it's happening. So you certainly can't get upset with her. She doesn't know what's going on, what weighs up or down. It's a crazy time, right? You also almost can't get mad at the mother-in-law. Like these two obviously have a bad relationship to begin with is my thought, because why would you get so angry at the mother-in-law? She's in this moment of bliss. It's exciting for her. It's her grandchild. I don't know if it's first or whatever, if if it even says if it's her first grandchild, regardless, she's in this moment with her daughter um, and you need to just chill out a little bit. Like you are the dad. You are a very important person in this child's life. You will continue to be and will always be a very important part of it. This does not define your relationship with your daughter. Um, that's what I would say to the guy. I'd say you need to calm down and chill out. This is not everything. In your mind, you thought you'd be the second person to hold them or whatever. Well, you know, newsflash, you had a bunch of nurses taking care of things as they should and do. Um, all the time that's important too what are you really angry about like i think this goes a lot deeper in my opinion he obviously doesn't like mom-in-law too much that's my thought he thinks he got ripped off out of uh uh what is basically an entitlement he thinks as dad i should have been either first or Mm -hmm. second to hold my baby not third behind her and her mother I don't know that this is a huge deal. I mean, even that's new. I was in the delivery room when both my kids were born, and that was over 20 years ago. And I can tell you, I found the whole thing highly disturbing and very gross. If they had said to me, you know what? Mom's going to hold the baby, and you shut the fuck up. I would have been good with that. That's what I intended to do anyway, mm-hmm. was just hold the leg and shut the fuck up. I, I had no interest in participating in this. They asked me, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? No, you're the doctor. You cut the umbilical. I'm not touching it. <laughs> Why would I do that? That's not my job. I don't know. You yeah, want to walk it. in and intro some it. Justin Bieber records tomorrow? Because that's my job. I, I, no, we've all uh, got a role here. love it. I mean, it's so funny, though. But everyone's different. And that's important to note, too, that everybody's different. Obviously, this guy has the, had this vision. And here's your problem, people that haven't had kids yet but plan to. Here's your problem right here. Don't you dare go in there with a vision of what it's supposed to be like. Because it will never end up the way you think. Whether you are helping in the scenario, whether you are giving birth in the scenario, whether you are working in this scenario, it never really goes the way in your mind you think it's going to go. 
The only people that are probably truly prepared, thank goodness, are the people delivering the baby because they've seen it all and they know shit happens and they're great on the fly. You don't fucking know what you're about to do. This is one moment in your life, one small moment in the child's existence, albeit a very important one. I think people need to kind of bring it down several notches. You know, when you think these moments, same as wedding day shit, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. And maybe you're lucky in your mind it is perfect, but to somebody else it might not be. The same thing goes. This guy is so, I, I feel almost, I feel, st- I'm starting to feel angry about this guy. Really? To be honest with you, I actually oh, really don't like this guy. Good. because I pushed your buttons. There good. are countless people who would tell you like, man, they wish for it to go that well. Man, they wish to have their grandma, the, the grandma of that child present. They wish to even have them around at all. Like you should feel blessed to know that there's someone in your child's life because you're going to need her. By the way, it takes a village. You should be so thankful that there's even a woman there your wife's mom or maybe it would have been your mom or everybody's different every family dynamic is different but you should be so lucky that you have someone right there to help you guys out because you're gonna fucking need it that in that moment i feel like he's being truly selfish Hmm. i do I, i don't think it's a good way to start things off to get angry about something like that if that's all it takes for you to get angry i don't even know how to begin to explain what parenting is going to be like for you do you think grandma there should have been like whoa no not to me hand the baby to dad first and then i'll get my turn afterwards some people would think that way some people would would assume oh why wouldn't she think that again everybody's in these moments this is this is after potentially hours of labor i mean i don't really know if he's if he said how long that grandma was there too grandma was helping the entire time maybe the labor was like a full 24 hours there's not a lot of sleep involved tensions emotions they're running high um so it's not like you think straight you don't really think straight in those moments probably so i'm gonna give her a break on that i was eyes wide open on this i'd heard people say oh it's just a beautiful magical moment and i was looking around thinking this isn't beautiful this isn't magical this is kind of gross to be honest with you i'm really kind of disturbed that i'm here I kind of wish we would go back to the old way where I could just wait in the waiting room with a cigar and they just bring me the baby. That would have been just fine for me. I didn't think it was a big deal to me personally, but this guy's upset and and I'm pretty sure it's the mother-in-law that he's upset with that she didn't decline the opportunity to hold the baby before he got a chance to. But inevitably, that baby will turn into a school-age child. And that's where we end up now at school. Mateo Stone... 13 years old, in trouble at school. Mateo, who probably has a future career in hospitality, I'm going to guess, maybe culinary, got in some trouble because he was going through the cupboards at home and he found, huh, look at that. We got all kinds of Pop-Tarts up here. And there's two Pop-Tarts in each package. I've probably got enough for most of the class. So he brought all the Pop-Tarts he found at home into school And he brought the toaster to school. Now, I don't know why this is such a red flag, but the school apparently flipped out. You can't bring a toaster to the classroom. And he did it right. He set it on the chair beside him. He didn't want to make a big production out of this. He was just quietly going to toast some Pop-Tarts and then hand them out to his classmates. Very, very nice. That's so funny. That's Think about that. Think about that for a second. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm reading mom's post because when mom found out from the school... I guess it's one of those things where, for the school's sake, you've got to be like, oh my God, that's terrible. I'll have to have a chat with him and I'll make sure this never happens again. Sorry for the inconvenience, all that sort of thing. But then mom gets off the phone and she's like, ha, that's fucking great. So here's a bit of the post. 
He took his backpack to the lunchroom and found a spot by an outlet. He pulled out the toaster, (laughs) set it on the seat next to him, and proceeded to toast Pop-Tarts and pass them around. Now, we only had enough at home for the people at his table. He didn't charge anybody for these Pop-Tarts. He was giving them out. And she says, honestly, this toaster was on its last legs. I'm surprised it survived the trip. I bought those Pop-Tarts because our kitchen is being repaired and all our meals are microwave or toaster only at the moment. I guess he saw how many we had and figured we had plenty to share. So the teacher has cautioned him, don't make a habit out of doing this. By the way, we're pretty fucking mad that you brought a toaster to school and started cooking Pop-Tarts. I don't see what the problem is here. I don't know what this kid did wrong. Why can't you bring a toaster and make God. your own Pop-Tarts. That is so funny. It reminds me, haven't we all gone to school with people like this This kid? And by the way, how nice is it of him to think that way? To see all those Pop-Tarts and not just be like, yeah, man, I'm going to go in on like 15, because he's 13 years old. Don't forget. They're like, they, they, they could eat everything in the world. Like at 13 years old, he, he could have had those all to himself. But he thought, first of all, I think that's really nice. Hey, I've got like 30 something Pop-Tarts here. I happen to have 30 whatever people at my table I'm going to bring this in for the whole gang. A, that's really, really thoughtful. B, the toaster part's hilarious to me because it just reminds me of some people I went to school with that would show up with random shit. And I'm like, why are you bringing this to school? This is so hilarious. I understand. And you mentioned it. And you're right. They're from the from the school standpoint. Bless you. From the school standpoint. Thank you. You're welcome. I turned my mic off. I forgot. There's other mics in the room. Uh, You're allowed to sneeze. You're human. Every now and again, you know, I just have one of those real (laughs) dumb moments that I wish I could go back and do again. So the people at uh, the people that work at the schools is my point. They have a job to do and their job is to enforce the rules. And so that from that point of view, I understand completely. And I've been in that scenario, by the way, getting in trouble for something where my mom's on the other end of the phone going, are they seriously fucking interrupting my day to tell me that you did this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I know. So I, but it's one of the things that the, the school just has to do. It's not like he, but it's not like he brought a blowtorch to toast them off fire. He, it was a toaster. But again, okay, fine. I understand. Did, don't most kids like don't even care to toast them anyway? Like, don't they just eat that shit raw? Honestly, cat kids are so fucking they're, lazy. They're vile. Honest too. to God, it they is crazy. Care. Like they'll just oh. I think I'll have some ramen. And they won't even take the time to like boil the kettle or heat a pot of water. Crack it. They'll just crack it into cold water, wait till it's soggy and add their little flavor packet and eat it. You know, like it's mind boggling. For sure. But anyway, uh, the kid's not in too, too much trouble, but certainly mom was informed and, and low key mom thought, that's kind of genius, actually. Uh, She's kind of bragging nice. about it. I would be like, good thing. Like, that's really nice of you to share with your friends. That was your first thought is like, I need to bring these to my friends. Oh, that's really nice. I like that, too. Um, on TikTok, her name is Devin McLeod, and she's explaining to her TikTok followers how she makes up how she makes money. She recently quit her nine to five job. And now. She makes money by putting her feet up, not doing any traditional work, and just posting pictures of her feet on OnlyFans. Oh, there it is. Yeah, the foot thing is real. Yeah. So she talked about how it can be a weird profession to some. She had to create an Instagram page just for her feet, and she wears specific jewelry. She even hired an agent to promote her feet. 
And apparently it's not just OnlyFans. There's many other foot fetish websites that you can get paid from to post pictures of your feet. My question is, how lucrative could the foot fetish market possibly be? I mean, if you're into feet, and we've talked about this before, I don't get your obsession. I don't get what turns you on about feet. But whatever, we're all different. But if people are willing to spend money on this, subscribe to websites, join an OnlyFans page, mm-hmm. and have their credit card charged once a month, To look at specific feet, not even a variety of feet, the same feet all the time. (laughs) How much money are these people making? What the fuck? This woman quit a nine to five job and all she does is post pictures of her feet. Yeah. Do you take extra special care of your feet if you're an OnlyFans Uh, foot fetish model? Scott, let me tell you, if I was in a dire dire position financially, and and I'm blessed that I'm not at the point where I'm thinking about doing something like this, I would think about doing something like this. Absolutely. Videos. Would I take care? Absolutely. I would take the best care of my feet I could possibly do. I would go places to do it. I would have my, you know, go-to pedicure person. And I would I would make it look great. Different polishes. Every video might be a different polish. Take the time to do it. Some people like it when people's toes get squished in sand and shit like that. You know, they're going to have their like shit they like. Fine. You do you do that as like a theme day on your OnlyFans? Like, I'm telling you, if, if I didn't have a job and I was and I was in, in need of money, I would consider doing that. Absolutely. That's all you, you want me to put my toes up against glass? I'll fucking do it. You want me to spray some Lysol on my feet? I'll do it. You want me to spit on a foot? Maybe I'll do it. It depends for a little more money. But yeah, there's a lot of people out there out there that will pay money for this. There's some strange fetishes, some strange ones. That's not even on the strange list when you think about and when you read about a lot of other fetishes. So yeah, you want a foot? I'll give you a fucking foot. No problem. How does it work though? Like I've never gotten into this. I don't understand how it is. I get that some people see like a... Uh, a woman in flip-flops, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's fucking hot. Or they'll see a girl wearing boots and think about their foot or what their foot might smell like when it comes out of the boot. Like, everything about it. It's a full sensory experience. Am I right? The smell thing? You're absolutely right. So I knew, I knew, I gotta be careful here. So I know, I know of a guy that will purchase socks and stockings used. So it's a full sensory thing. Uh-huh. So he likes to see the photo of the girl in those things. Then he will offer money for the actual sock or stocking or or shoe, if I'm not mistaken. Now that he's got the visual in his head of her wearing it, now he actually wants it. Yes. I don't get it. How much money is he willing to pay for that stuff? Like, if you just want to buy some woman's socks, like you saw her, oh, she was wearing, uh, I don't know, boots today. She had Uggs on, and I'll bet you those socks are exactly smelling the way I want them to. I'm going to offer you... It's only a pair of socks. Like you can get 12 pairs for $20. Are, are you offering her like three bucks or are you offering her like a hundred bucks? Oh no, like 50 to a hundred for sure. Depending on who it is. It's, it's out there. It's out there. There's going to be regular, there's people listening right now. Women, especially women, especially. I don't want to say guys never get offered, but maybe you do. But women, especially could probably tell you over time. They got gross DMs from someone who wants something to do with their feet. It's happened to me. But there's and a, are they serious in their offer? I don't know, but but it's happened to me. 
Okay. So another question I have about this, and then I'll leave you alone about foot fetishes. But I don't know. I should be. I don't know everything about foot fetishes. I just know what I know. For a guy to to be satisfied, they would have to ejaculate, and that's not usually something that a guy can just think about. And it happens. I know that there's yeah. certain people who can literally work up such a fantasy or epic experience in their head that with no touch at all, they can come. But for a guy, like, does he take the sock and, like, play with himself with it? Or does he just look at the sock? Does he smell the sock and go back to touching himself? Because the girl, all he wants from her is the feet. And unless he's, he doesn't, like, fuck the feet or anything, does he? I, oh, <laughs> some people may fuck feet. I'm yeah, sure they probably do. Yes, like, of course some people will fuck feet. Spread your big toes. I don't know. My, again, my, my knowledge on it for real real is limited, but I, there's an episode of Sex in the City, for example, because okay. they touch on all these things, right? Where Charlotte, one of the characters, showed up at a footwear place to try on shoes. That's what you do there, right? So she's trying on heels. The guy behind the counter had a huge foot fetish. Oh. So he asked her to try on a bunch of shoes. And he just fucking got off on her trying on shoes. So, so this is a guy with a foot fetish that intentionally went to work at a woman's shoe store? Yeah. Uh. And has to like put it on like Cinderella style. Like, let me put this on your foot. So it, 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 everyone's different. Some are sense. You mentioned the sensory and there's, it's, there's a lot of truth to that because some people are sniffers and maybe some people play. Some people are sniffers. Some people will <laughs> just. Sorry, some, it's allergy season. <laughs> Some people won't even act out on it. Like some people would be embarrassed. And those are the type of people that do what we were talking about this TikToker or or this person who goes on the fetish sites. They're they're not they're going to be very closeted about it and they will go on their Instagram account. Maybe they have the chance on OnlyFans to say, I really want you to tap your foot against a fence like that will get me off. And so you can give those people what they want discreetly so that they're not like asking randos for socks they just got these videos so it doesn't surprise me that it's that popular there are people out there with just a regular instagram or tiktok account that don't even have only fans that have had illicit dms sent to them saying hey love your feet i i saw the way you i don't know uh, painted your nails the other day i'll send you x number of dollars if you take x number of pictures of your feet and send them to me there's people who are getting e-transfers likely or, sure. or venmo st- and Probably. stuff like that just for pictures of their feet. Yeah. I look at my feet every day. They're nothing special. I've seen your feet. They're nothing special. (laughs) Their feet. They're just toes. I know, but some people like that. It's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, but if I told you right now that you could make whatever, five grand extra a month, all you have to do is shoot a couple of videos of your feet, not your face. Your face doesn't have to be in it. Your name doesn't even have to be associated with it. Wouldn't you consider it? Are we talking like foot. like knees down or is it? Oh there... yeah, no, just your feet. Just like, the just feet. Just the feet. It doesn't have no no voice, no no sound, no nothing. You're just you're you're maybe just playing around with your toes, wig, giving it a wiggle, taking video of it. Like someone's gonna get off on it. You're gonna get some money. Like, really? A, yeah. I guess like, I could which, be talked into it. I'm, hey, it's easy. Ladies, I think it's easy. I uh, I have great feet, but my ankle's a little <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> If if a swollen ankle does anything for you, holy shit. Send me a DM. Ding, ding, ding. I'll give you that e-transfer info. Go. I'm sure there's some freaks out there loving that. All the swollen joints you can imagine. I almost got off, but he had the skinniest ankles. I couldn't. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If somebody says, hey, I know, it's my birthday coming up, I don't want a party. Do we respect their wishes and not plan a party? Or do we think, yeah, they say they don't want a party, but we know they want a party. They love to party. And it's their 40th coming up, so we got to have a party. And just ignore everything they said to you. How does it work? What is the etiquette of this? Yeah, I think if someone, you know, if you're close with that person, you know, when they say no thanks, I don't want anything. I don't want any attention or whatever. Then you should know that to be true and and leave it alone. Or maybe you do something privately or ask them, what is it you want if you don't want to party? Great. You want a night out with your significant other or you want a me night? Cool. Let's just help you out with that. I think that that's fair. This is a strange story. Back in 2019, a man named Kevin, he's from Kentucky, was working for Gravity Diagnostics. I'm guessing Kevin was a real team player. He was a real uh, company guy and everybody loved him. And the company was like, we're going to celebrate your birthday. We're going to have to have a party here for you. Kevin's birthday is coming up. Everybody Friday at noon in the boardroom. We'll bring in some lunch and have some cake. Kevin did not want this. He went to the company and he said, I have an anxiety disorder. I think a party like that, it could actually trigger a panic attack. I don't want to do it. The company ignored him. They threw him a lunchtime gathering anyway. And he got very upset. He did have a panic attack. So he just left and said, I'm just going to go eat in the car because he was escalated. The higher ups later confronted him about his reaction. He freaked out again. And a few days later, they fired him. The company says it was clear that Kevin had become unstable. They needed to let him go to protect other employees in the event that he got violent. Uh So I'm assuming he went off the rails. He went fucking mad. He was mad. And I don't blame him. He said, I don't want a party. And they threw a party for him anyway. So he was angry. Well, Kevin decided, I got myself a court case here. It just finished going through the court process. This actually happened in 2019. He just got his judgment. The jury awarded him $150,000 in lost wages and $300,000 for emotional distress. They decided he suffered an adverse employment action. Because of his anxiety disorder. Wow. Isn't that insane? $300,000. Double what he lost in wages they gave to him for the emotional distress that his company inflicted on him by throwing a party that he did not want. I... I love, I actually really like that he was awarded some money for this Me because, too. you know, I mean, you mentioned the friends thing. That's a little bit different. But when it comes to work, when it comes to your employers, we've all been there before, maybe. Maybe some places are worse than others for it, but you have to celebrate everybody's everything. It's a birthday, it's a baby shower, it's a retirement, it's a thing, and that's just what they do, right? 
I, I feel like there is a lot of pressure there, Scott. Like, and I, and you probably feel like you need to go through the motions. And if you have anxiety and if you, that stresses you out, you shouldn't have to go through with, with it just because it makes other people feel good about themselves. Like, oh, we celebrate all our employees' birthdays here. So good for him. Like, don't you feel that way that a lot of workplaces do that? It's very forceful sometimes too. Like you all have to enter a boardroom. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Me, I like the people I work with. Some of them, most of them I like in the people that I work with. I'll try and be as, as company guy as I can here. And just because I like those people doesn't mean I want to celebrate my birthday with them. If, if I'm at work and it's my birthday and they do the whole, Haha, it's a staff birthday today, everybody down to the boardroom at noon, we all know every company's got some fucking losers that are just there for the free food. Like, oh, they're bringing in cake today? Okay, great. Totally. Don't you pack a lunch? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, fine. If you just like going to these occasions because it's an opportunity to not bring your lunch, fine, go ahead, but whatever. If it's me, I don't want to be responsible for that. There's a lot of people that don't want to be stuck in the lunchroom over their lunch hour. They've got shit to do. They don't want to have to feel obligated to go to Mm -hmm. my party in the boardroom. Get out of here. So I don't want anything. In fact, if that comes up in a few months, (laughs) you can kibosh that right away. I'm going to do all the things you hate. I'm going to make you stay super late. Uh, You're going to have to sit through speeches about you. It'll be great. There's going to be dancing. (laughs) It'll be awesome. And you're the DJ too. No, I mean all for of, free. But all those things you mentioned are—they're just so—they they ring true. And I feel like if you're an employer, this is important for you to to see this. Not because you're going to get sued. Not necessarily. I mean, that's a good take home too. That you could you could get sued now. And you could like this is possible to happen anywhere, really. But read the room. You know, read. Talk to that person. If if you do feel like you want to have that big party for that person and maybe it's a work anniversary whatever let's say you have someone at the company that's been there for 20 years and that's a big deal for your company have a chat with them if they really are uncomfortable with it they'll let you know I hope be honest and just say okay we'd like to celebrate you in whatever way you want then you know what's wrong with just having some balloons set up like that's nice you know get them some flowers or something but make it a little more low-key don't need to involve everybody that is can I just say like I wouldn't even classify myself as someone who suffers from anxiety but if I entered a room full of our colleagues on my birthday, all being like, happy birthday about me, like, that's enough to give me anxiety. Yeah. So I, I don't blame this guy one bit. Couple more quick things. And then I want to remind you about the important anniversary that we just celebrated this weekend in Ontario. This is a good note. Uh, at the beginning of the month, Mars, Venus, and Saturn were all visible in the early morning sky. Didn't need a telescope. You could just th- see three beautiful planets all in uh, a conjunction type alignment. Now the three planets are joined by Jupiter and the four planets can be seen by the naked eye in a straight line for the rest of the month. So when it was the three of them, just Mars, Venus, and Saturn, they actually appeared like a triangle. Now that Jupiter has entered the fold, you can see one, two, three, and four planets with the naked eye in the early morning sky. Cool. The conjunction can be seen across the world in the pre-dawn hours of the morning by looking east or towards the sunshine. That is very cool. I like that. How long is that happening for? It's going to happen for the next week. So if you'd like to see a celestial sight, there you go. How many times have you looked up and thought, oh, that's a really bright star, but never bothered to follow up on that? It's funny that you say that because I... I had those exact queries that you mentioned 
um, this past summer, we were outside a lot. We had a great summer. We were outside. We, were, we had like fires. We had people over. And uh, my brother introduced me to this very cool app. I don't know if you've heard of this called Skyview Light. That's what's called fi- Skyview Light. So I, I pay- have Skyview Pro, to be do honest you, with you. you. I, I paid you pay for it. for the Pro? Because okay, it's good. Guys, I do, I do encourage, if that, what Scott just told you is if, of interest to you, I do encourage you to get it. If you're a cheapo like me, get the light. If you are want to spend a little dough on it, get the pro. I've considered it, by the way, because my and my kids love it. Here's another cool thing about it is it is very educational, not ju- and not just for kids, for adults too. There's been times where I look at something and I'm like, what is that? And then I look up and I'm like, oh shit, that is that is where Saturn is or whatever. And see, in alignment, I'm seeing it right behind you here. So what you do is with this app. It's a camera app, basically. And you point it around the sky, and it will show you where all the planets are. And I don't know. It's very, very cool. And it will list it, and you can click on it and find out more info if you want. So there's Jupiter. There's Venus. There's Mars. There's Saturn. Anyway, all it's very cool. Uh, Skyview, get it, either light or pro. It's a cool app. Um, Easter is, uh, it's not a holiday that everybody celebrates, of course. And, and at Easter, there's not as many well-defined traditions as there is at Christmas. Christmas, I think everybody understands. Yeah, there's the Santa Claus story and the reindeer and he lands on the roof and sneaks into your room and offers you candy and shit. We all know how Christmas works. Easter, that bunny has no backstory at all. It's a little sketchy. (laughs) Where did the fucking bunny come from? Why does he have all those eggs? What's the plan here? It, there's no backstory and to I, the Easter Bunny. Can I just say, I'm so glad my kids don't ask that question because I don't know what to say. I'd just be like, I don't know. It's a mystery. Well, and, <laughs> it is a mystery to me. I don't know. And, I never asked the question as a kid. <laughs> and then you go to the mall and some malls, you'd never even know it's Easter unless you walked in and saw a display in a store. Other malls, they've got like a big Santa style display where you yeah. can get your picture taken with the Easter Bunny. And nobody even agrees on what the Easter Bunny should look like. Santa, we get it. Red suit, white beard, fat guy, bowl full of jelly, fine. The Easter Bunny, eh, it's creepy. There's some weird looking bunnies that you might encounter out there that want to do photos. So I can kind of see how this happened. Late last week, right before the Easter long weekend, a mom went to pick up their, I think it was a daughter, from second grade. Mom had just left work, and part of her work responsibilities required her to be in a bunny costume. So, Mom goes to the school, and she thought, I'm just going to keep the bunny suit on. It'll be great. Well, when a bunch of second graders and younger saw the Easter bunny walking up to their school, they were like, yeah, great. And they ran up, and they mobbed this bunny. And, and Mom, who was just there to pick up her own kid, realized, oh, this is cute. The kids think I'm the Easter bunny. Hang on. You know what? I got all kinds of stuff in the car, like Easter eggs and stuff, because she had just left a promotion for work. So she started handing out these Easter eggs. The problem being is that Mom had just finished her job, I'm assuming in a public health unit of sorts, because she had just participated in an easter theme safe sex clinic. So these eggs that she was handing out, while the vast majority did have chocolate in them, some of them were condoms. And parents weren't very fucking happy (laughs) that their kids went to school and they brought the Easter Bunny in who gave them some rubbers. What in the fuck is an Easter-themed safe sex thing? What is that? I... What does that entail? Okay. 
even if she's got the bunny tail, you still got to wear a condom. I don't know what they teach you at an Easter theme safe sex clinic. It's not a thing. You just made it a thing. That's the weirdest. Okay. So that aside, did she not know what was inside the eggs? I get the impression she didn't. She works as a pharmacist and this Easter theme safe sex clinic that was happening. I mean, her staff prepared it. They're like, yeah, we'll give out all these eggs to everybody who comes in. Well, not everybody came in, so they had lots left over, and that's why mom took him to the school. I think she was assuming it's like, oh, this one's a lint, or this one's a Reese's. Well, no, that one's a fucking Trojan, and that one's a skin. (laughs) This one's a sample of Viagra. Enjoy, child. (laughs) Can you fucking imagine a whole bunch of second graders hopped up on the, uh, the blue pills? This balloon tastes funny on my lips. I can't blow it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I do want to point out here that this is an historic time in Ontario. And we weren't here on the long weekend. So I missed the anniversary on Saturday. But I don't want to let it go by without acknowledging it. This past Saturday marked the one-year anniversary of something that none of us should ever, ever, ever forget. It was a dark day in April. A news conference featuring Doug Ford. Fuck you, Doug! Christine Elliott. And the Solicitor General, Sylvia Jones. It was a year ago Saturday that this announcement was made. Thank you, Minister Elliott. As both the Premier and Minister Elliott stated, COVID-19 projections are moving in a dangerous direction across Ontario. With our hospital system experiencing devastating pressures as a result of sharp upward trends in hospitalization and intensive care unit capacities, it is essential that people respect the stay-at-home order and follow public health measures. This is a critical moment in Ontario's response to this deadly virus, and every single person in Ontario has an important role in protecting our communities. Unfortunately, Some people continue to attend gatherings and leave their homes for non-essential reasons. As a government, it is our responsibility to take action to address non-compliance and prevent further transmission of COVID-19. That is why, after consulting with public health experts, we have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Hmm. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first provide their purpose for not being at home and provide their home address. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. I cannot stress this enough. It is imperative that everyone limit their trips outside of the home to permitted purposes only It was a year ago on Saturday that the Doug Ford government thought it was okay Mm -hmm. to send police officers randomly pulling over anyone that's not in their home. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) Remember, I mean, this happened on a Friday, and then the next day was the Saturday, and and they had to come out the next morning and be like, oh, fuck, turns out we shouldn't have done that because every single police force in Ontario told us to go fuck ourselves. That's the thing, is, which never happened. It's not like there was like a pre-convo that happened. Like, hey, guys, hey, all the police forces, let's get a general consensus on how we feel about this. They just decided to roll something out that was a non-starter, basically, and it made them look really 
bad. I forgot about how bad that was too. Oh. Because it was like one region after another. A police department's going, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. You think we have fucking time and resources to do that? We can barely catch up with the criminals that we need to, you know, focus on right now, let alone this. The I think the first police force to say, hell nah, was Waterloo Regional Police. Yeah, it was. They put out a statement that all it said was, the Waterloo Regional Police Service will not be randomly and arbitrarily pulling people over to question their reason for being out of the home. And then all the forces started doing it. And I remember because we we didn't get a chance to talk about it that day because it happened on a Friday. And that's where they bury that sort of news. So we had to come in by the Monday. And by the Monday, they already rescinded the order. That was the same news conference, by the way, where they banned playing on playgrounds. Where they said, yeah, we're going to have to shut down all the playgrounds. Sorry, kids. You can't go out and play because there could be COVID on the merry-go-round or on the slide. So it's amazing how far we've come in a year. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Sylvia Jones, who's just a... F- Never mind. I won't even say it. You can form your own opinion about that. She's the Solicitor General. And a year ago this weekend, she was ready to turn the Ontario police forces, all of them, provincial and municipal, against regular, law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. You could be stopped and carted for no reason whatsoever. Cops could pull you over and say, what's your name? What's your address? Why aren't you there? And if they didn't like your reason, they could have written you up. They were going to hand out big fines to people who did not stay home. Doug Ford thought that this was a good idea. In fact, they doubled down on it. She said it right in there. We made the deliberate choice to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked that that happened in Ontario. It was a year ago. So it was only a year ago. Doug Ford was ready to send the cops looking for regular Ontarians that are not committing a crime in any way. When you think about all the shit show, this is one good example of many that have happened throughout the last couple of years. And these anniversaries have started to pop up now, whether it's two years ago, whether it's a year ago we're going to continue to hear these. Yep. And it's shocking to me, even listening back, like, was that real life? There's been several moments where in the moment you're going, I know I'm going to look back on this and be like, what in the hell is happening right now? What happened at that time? And that's one of them for me was that moment of, this is what we're going to do. And the police are going to do this. And the police are like, fuck, fuck we are. I don't think so. Like every cop had to individually or every police force individually had to go and Backhand Doug with a glove and say, get the fuck out of here. It's crazy. It's crazy. What's even crazier is she's still the solicitor general. Imagine she says that and then the next day they have to repeal it and she still got the fucking job. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) How is that even possible, Doug? Mm -hmm. You send her out there to do that. She does it. I assume she was consulted on it and helped draft it. And she still got this job after you had to take it away a day later. It makes no sense. But a year ago, that was when we had like fucking scared Doug. Let me play just a little bit of that news conference because it's weird the tone that he had a year ago versus what he has now. I've never shied away from telling you the brutal, honest truth. Never shied away from tough decisions. And today, I'm here to do just that. My friends, we're losing the battle between the variants and vaccines. 
The pace of our vaccine supply has not kept up with the spread of the new COVID variants. <laughs> we are on our heels. COVID. But if we dig in, remain steadfast, we can turn this around. We're down, but no means are we out. Just throw every every analogy in there you can, <laughs> eh? And and what's amazing is COVID. And, <laughs> still stuck on COVID. But what's amazing about all that is, you know, he's still going on like, yeah, we're about to shut everybody down, and we're gonna send the cops pulling people over and shit every time they're not in their house, and you can walk your dog, but no more than a kilometer from your home, That's and crazy. all that nonsense. Got to keep kids off the playgrounds, but don't worry, folks. We're going to win this battle. We're going to win the fight. We're going to beat COVID-19. Not even a year later, we threw our hands in the air and said, we can't beat COVID-19. No. So <laughs> well, sorry, guys. I mean, we thought the shots would work. And yeah. I know we said we'd vaccinate our way out of it. And that didn't fucking work. And we just happened to catch a pretty mild variant. And, and we're just going to let it run. And then everybody will have got, most people have had two shots and a natural immunity infection. And, and that's all we can do for you. They... We will win the fight a year later. Yeah, we can't win this fight. It's fucking over. <laughs> what a dumb thing that was to say. Can you believe that we shut down four times for yeah. this? It's fucked up. <laughs> Insane, right? And on that somber and yet hilarious anniversary, hilarious. we will say have yourselves a fantastic Easter Monday, everybody. I'm sure you will if you're a teacher or working in the uh, federal, provincial, or municipal government because it's a day off for everybody else. Get your ass back to work. You <laughs> stop screwing around listening to podcasts all fucking day. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Krispy Kreme is running a promotion offering a dozen donuts for $4.11, which is the average price for a gallon of gas. But that's counterproductive because now your car is going to have to work even harder to drag your fat ass around. <laughs> The inflation rate in the U.S. reached 8.5% in March. To cover the higher prices, millions of families have been forced to take out a second OnlyFans account. JetBlue has made an offer to buy Spirit Airlines. Said Spirit, it's 500 for the night, no kissing. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.